0: All right. Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of our Team Passion Calls. My name is Nicole L. Jones. For those of you who don't know me, I am the leader of Team Passion, and we have been around since the end of July of 2010, so pretty awesome. It's great to have you here. I thank you for coming on live, and for those that are listening on the recording, thank you as well. So for those of you who don't know for our Team Passion calls, we don't do weekly calls anymore. We just do podcasts. So our website is teampassiontraining.com. And as soon as we do a call or I interview somebody in a podcast, we get that uploaded um, onto iTunes. So you can either access the podcast through that website under the podcast men- menu, or you can download our Team Passion Training Oh, on on your um, on your phone, you can download the Team Passion training as one of your podcasts that you can listen to. So, lots of great stuff. I, I highly recommend you download it to your phone because anytime there's a new one, when you open the podcast app, um, it will download automatically for you. So, you should have this as one of your channels. You should have Shalene Johnson as one of your channels. You should have um, Amy Porterfield as one of your channels and you should have the Team Beachbody as one of your channels for the national wake-up calls because basically on your ride to and from work or to and from soccer or wherever you can just press play on a podcast and be listening to that in the car or while you're cleaning doing laundry cooking all that good stuff so super easy to have that just on your phone to listen to I know a lot of people who use that. So anyway, all that technical stuff out of the way, but I want to make sure you guys know that that is available. So tonight I'm really excited. We have the East Region Sales Director, Kim Carver, here with us tonight to share something that he shared with a bunch of us, um, I would say right around the holidays, I think you were here last, Um, and we sat down and he shared something, he shared something really powerful that just clicked for so many of us on the team. And I kept saying, i got to have you on to do a longer call so you can go over that in more detail. And I did a podcast on it, um, so there's already my version of it out there. But I'm really excited to have him here tonight. He comes from lots of multi-level marketing experience, even from when he was um, a child. His dad was always working Extra doing doing multi-level marketing, so it's it's in his blood for sure that this is this is where he's at and this is where he's meant to be. And I'm super grateful that he has joined Team Beachbody, and it's been a pleasure these last six months or so. No. Oh, I don't know how long you've been. I want to say six months, nine months. I don't know how well, long you've been doing. Five, five months. Five months. But it feels a lot. Less. Five months. Oh wow. So yeah, <laughs> he seems like have been with us forever. So I to- totally appreciate you taking your time. I know it three hours behind out there, so dinner time there. So thank you so much for joining us, and, um, yeah, we can't wait. So everybody, go ahead and get ready. Get your pen and paper ready, and here is Kim Carver.
1: Well, I'm just super excited that I'm going to be on a podcast. This might be my first ever. I feel very,
0: very Ooh. modern
1: right now, um, very <laughs> new vogue and, and special. I've never actually been on a podcast. I'm going to have to just download this so I can listen myself. I, I, it would be very <laughs> egotistical no i'm just kidding uh but no i appreciate the chance to to be here and to chat with with everyone again and uh and i appreciate nicole giving me the opportunity i want you guys to know how much respect i have for her um it is an honor and a pleasure for me to be able to work with with leaders like nicole and specifically with her um she she does a lot for you guys as i'm sure you know and uh and i would say uh, when we do talk um you know 80 percent of the things we talk about are about you guys and about her team And and I think that's just kind of a quality of leader that you've got. And so you're in very good hands and very fortunate to be led by by someone like her. You know, one of the things that um, that Nicole mentioned, and I'm actually, you know, Nicole, I bet your version is going to be better than than my version of this, but I'm going to share something with you that tonight that I've learned over the last, I don't know, 15 years or so that I've been doing this kind of on the corporate side, that I've seen literally transform um, people's businesses. Um, over the course of probably two to three months. And, and the reason is, I think, is because it, it's, it's not earth-shattering in, its, in, its, you know, in, in what it is itself, but it just takes things that we know to be true and gives them a name and a focus that helps people be able to wrap their heads around them and be able to implement them in their business. And so that's what I want to share with you tonight. And the challenge then that you'll have is to decide to blow it off, um, to decide to just kind of ignore it and go, oh, that was nice, or deciding, or, or find yourself going, well, that makes a lot of sense. I should do that. Um, but the reality is, is, none of these things are going to do you any good unless you make the decision to actually start putting some of the pieces in place. Because what I'm going to share with you is very action oriented. This isn't just a, a gee whiz, you know, feel good call. I'm going to challenge your, your thinking in some areas. And I'm going to encourage you to, to hold yourself to a different standard now that you know better and if you'll do that if you'll take the time to really look and closely at what you're doing and if you'll take some positive steps forward each day each month in these in these areas you're gonna you're gonna see some big differences in the business and so what it is is a lot of our business as you know um, deals with uh, uh, de- well it deals with ourselves and more so than any other industry it our ability to effectively lead ourselves to be successful. And and I find that most people aren't very good at leading themselves. And it's not because they don't want to be, but they oftentimes just don't know what it looks like. And so they get little bits and pieces. They know they need to be a good example, they know they need to be doing this, but they they're, they're almost too abstract in their in their content where to actually give people traction. And in my experience over the last several long years or whatever, I've kind of distilled this down into what I call the three disciplines of self-leadership. And what I've seen is when people understand these disciplines, when they can focus in on these disciplines, they become much more effective at leading themselves. And when they're more when when you can lead yourself effectively, then you can lead other people more effectively. And when we talk about lead, it's not bossy. It's it's being influential. It's helping people make positive decisions. To affect their lives in positive ways. It's understanding that really all of that starts with you as the individual. And so when I teach these these three disciplines, they're not, again, they're they're not going to be something that's going to make you go, oh wow, I never thought of that before. But hopefully when you look at them in their entirety, you'll see areas where you can improve and you'll see opportunities for growth. So without further ado, let me let me just jump right into them so we're not here all night. <laughs> the the we always start with the why, right? We talk about the importance of the why, knowing why you're doing what you're doing and, and knowing the purpose behind that. And, and oftentimes I, I, actually, I really agree with that, just so you know. I think that we have to have that clear in our minds or, or really we're kind of rudderless. But sometimes that next step of how do I take my why and turn it into actual business results for me, that step is kind of missed by some people. And that's where the first discipline comes in. The first discipline is what I call the discipline to be completely committed to a desirable outcome, to be completely committed to your goals. And how it ties to your why is what this discipline looks like is looking at where you're trying to go, looking at the why that that matters to you, and then figuring out how we get closer and how we stay true to that why by setting incremental goals for yourself. I love long-term goals. I think long-term goals are great. But long-term goals are absolute crap in helping you know what you need to do on a daily basis. So we set long-term goals are good, but those incremental goals, those 30-day goals, those two-week goals, those 60-day goals at max, those type of goals are really where we start to get traction. And when we align those goals to our why, to what we're trying to do, now we're taking our why and we're starting to, put to, to be able to turn that into business activity for us or business results for us. Now the discipline comes into play. And again, the key word here is discipline. The discipline comes into play because a lot of times we see coaches who fall into the bad habit of giving lip service to their goals, right? Their goals become kind of declarations of their intent, not really commitments to themselves. And as a leader, when you fall into that bad habit, what ends up happening is you, you're not really good at leading yourself because you're not really committed to a direction. You're not really committed to those incremental goals. You say it because it sounds good. You say it because you know people want to hear it. But if you're not really committed to it, then you're not really. You're probably not going to achieve it on a regular basis. And that's going to erode your credibility with other people. And that's going to erode your confidence in yourself. So that first discipline, to be completely committed to those goals, looks like this. It's better, for example, instead of saying, I'm going to hit Success Club 20, but you haven't hit Success Club 5 for the last three months, set a goal to hit success, club five, and then do it. And then commit to it. You know that you're you're doing well in this discipline when you, first of all, I have incremental goals, and then you're hitting them, crossing them off, and adding new incremental goals to your list. So that's the first discipline, okay, to be completely committed to a desirable outcome or to your goals. The second discipline is where most of the work comes into play, and that's the discipline to control the controllable. The simple reality is, you guys, is there are a lot of things in your business that are out of your control. And they can, they can occupy a lot of space and time in your mind. In fact, because they're out of your control, they can create a lot of anxiety in your heart and in your mind. And because it creates that anxiety, it, it, it makes you focus on it. You want to think about it. You want to see about it. You can fix it. And it drains you emotionally of your energy. And then when you go to actually do the things that you can control, the things that you can do – to poop to your business forward, you're weaker. A lot of times what we'll find coaches doing is falling into the bad habit of putting off those things they can control until after the kids go to bed or after this, but yet I've spent all day you know, chasing this rabbit of something I can't control or fretting about things that, I, that are out of my control. So when I actually get to do those things that I can control, I'm not at my best. I'm not at my strongest. And so really the discipline to control the control has two parts. The first part is to look at then those incremental goals that you've committed yourself to, okay, discipline number one, and then setting some and identifying what the controllable actions are that you can do that will help you achieve those goals, okay? You look at it from two standpoints. First of all, the personal business and then your organizational business. And you look at that incremental goal and you say, okay, what are the five to eight things that I can control that I can do on a daily or almost daily basis that will help me get to those goals. And then we prioritize them so that we know what the most important thing is and then fall by the next, fall by the next, followed by the next. And sometimes people ask me, well, how do I balance personal before team business? I always say, you do your personal business first. That takes priority over team-based business. And not because you don't want to get to your team business, but you'll get to your team business. But you put that that, that personal business first so that we're setting the right example for our team. Okay. Um, and also, again, because it comes into ter- to terms of, of, of self-leadership. And so when we when we talk about controlling the control, but that first part then, identify what those five to eight controllable things are that help that are aligned to what we're trying to get on our incremental goals, right, that we've committed to. And then we prioritize them so we know what the most important thing is. I usually tell people to write these things down. Don't just think you know them. Write them down so you, you're forced to articulate them to make them very clear. And then next to them, write down the reasons or how they're going to help you get to your, your goals. And that's important sometimes because sometimes when you're doing the same thing over and over every single day, it gets monotonous and you start to forget why it's important for you. And having it written out, why it matters to you, keeps that in front of you so you remember the purpose behind those activities. Now, then the second part, then, of controlling the controllable is real simple. We have the discipline to do, then, those five to eight things first. So that when we set aside our our time, okay, our business hours that we've got or whenever we dedicate ourselves to do it, we do those things that we can control first. We don't let the anxiety or or the the drama of things that are out of our control get us when we're at our strongest. The things that get us when we're at our strongest, our freshest, our very best are those things that we can't control, okay? And and you'll find something very interesting that happens when you – Get better and better at this discipline of controlling the controllable. First, you will find magically that you feel like you have more time, because when you put the the most important things first and you get those done, you you'll always find time for all that other stuff. Okay. The second thing that you're going to find is you're going to feel very fulfilled as a coach, because you'll have purpose to what you're doing. You know that those actions are driving towards the results that you're seeking for. And it's very satisfying to have that, which is almost that that energy is contagious uh, for your team. And the third thing that you're going to find yourself is that you're going to be more effective. Those commitments to goals that you've made, you will hit them. And you'll hit them because you're exerting influence um, on them so strongly from those controllable actions, even so much so that the things that you're stressed about that are out of your control, Because you are focusing on things you can control, a lot of times it pushes those things out of your control in the direction that you want them to go. And so the very thing that will help resolve those things out of your control is by focusing on the things that are in your control. All right. Now, the third discipline of self-leadership, then, is is really simple, uh, but it's the discipline to be fully accountable. And the reason why this is important is sometimes we find coaches who really have good intentions, and they really get off calls like this or trainings, and they have the best intentions in the world. But the problem is that they have poor habits. And so one of the things that we need to do as coaches is help people create positive habits. We help people create positive and productive habits through accountability. Accountability is not a bully club. It's not a guilt trip tool. It's not anything else other than helping people get in positive and productive habits. And so how this all lines up for, again, we have a why, we start there, we create incremental goals tied to our why that we fully commit to We make sure that we're going to do them. We do that by identifying controllable activities that will help us get those goals, and we do those things first every single day so we're confident and consistent on, and then we create an environment where we can build habits through accountability. So when we when we think about accountability, there's – there's there's a couple things I want you to think about. First, I want you to think about being accountable to yourself. I'll use a concept from time to time called win the day, and and that just teaches kind of self-accountability. At the end of the day, I'm going to invite all of you to to find five minutes. Okay, I'm asking for five minutes. If, If you're like me, you might have to lock yourself in the bathroom or get in your car and drive down the street, but I need you to find five quiet minutes to yourself, okay? And you're going to sit down and you're going to clear your mind and you're going to ask yourself one question. You're going to say, did I win the day? And to know if you won the day, you're just going to go back to those five to eight controllable habits that you've – I mean controllable actions that you've identified. And you're going to say, did did I do those things and did I do them first? And if you did that, notice we're not talking about the outcomes. We're talking about those controllable things because sometimes outcomes are out of our control. But if you did those things – you can say, yep, I won the day. And when you won the day, I want you to feel good about it. I want you to find satisfaction and a win in doing that. And when you do that every single day, what you're doing is reinforcing those things that will then become habitual for you as a coach that will help your team create those positive habits. And another thing that it does is it starts to allow you to string together little wins. And when you start building little wins, it changes your demeanor. It changes your attitude, it changes what you're putting out to people when you're when you're talking to them to to be a winning um, um, i guess in uh, winning i guess appearance if you will, and that makes recruiting easier and that draws people into you just by stringing together those small wins that is a key powerful piece of of the business okay and so You create that. Now, as leaders, you also have a responsibility to create that environment of accountability for your team. And so, first of all, don't be that coach who makes your your coach chase you around for accountability. Go to them and say, hey, here are the things, here's my incremental goals, here are the things I've identified, will you please hold me accountable for that? For you as a coach, if you have to do a little bit of chasing, all you're going to do is you're going to help them identify, here are my goals, here are the controllable activities, And then you're going to ask for your coach's permission to hold them accountable for those pieces. And the reason why you ask them for for permission is because we always want to maintain that relationship where you're supporting them, but it's not your responsibility for them to to act in the things that they are capable of doing as a coach. And that gives you a very good platform to start helping them instill those habits uh, for them. And so honestly, you guys, those three simple things that I've talked about, they seem so simple. And, and and you're probably thinking, well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But if you look at your business, if you look at what you do, a lot of the, the the efforts and the things you've been trying to teach, and even some of the frustrations, are centered in those three disciplines. And by giving them again a name and a face and something that you can actually start training and talking around, this approach gives you now something that you can then take back to your teams. And start um, driving home, and uh, and I think that i found it to be to be very powerful, very useful. So, um, Nicole, I don't want to. I, I can keep going if you want, but I, I know sometimes over the phone it takes it takes a long time for people to get that. But uh, hopefully, I've I've been able to convey that. Was there any key points on that that maybe I'd mentioned before that I that I didn't bring up that you wanted me to address? Uh,
0: no, th- that was it for sure. I wanted to. Um, I wanted to just first of all thank you. And I wanted to address um, a few things. I just wanted to point out a few things, because we were doing this for a really long time in my personally sponsored coach page. And every night, you know, there'd be 10, a thread of 10 people, I won the day, I won the day, I won the day. So there's a few things when we were doing that. We did that for probably a solid six to eight weeks, and I think then Christmas came. Um, and then snowstorms and blizzards and things like that. So we um, <laughs> we will get back to that. But the things I want to share a little bit, if you guys are just hearing this for the first time, one of the I loved that you said that you're going to realize you're going to have more time. <laughs> I need you guys to understand that, and I know that all of my personally sponsored coaches that I've been that I was doing mm-hmm. this with. I would get Amy Yonick, for example, she would text me at like 10 a.m. and she's like, now what? <laughs> I'm like, I know, you're like done for the day, right? So at 10 a.m., you know, she was done with all of her win the day things and she was by 11, she was close, and I won the day. Should I go get a massage? You know, it was like exciting and, and she was going through that and I loved that. And I the importance of that right now is we're we're talking a ton on our team about how to build your like page and how to do sponsored ads and, and things like that. But I always tell them that that is their overtime work. So if you guys can commit to doing these five to eight things early in the day and eat that frog early, you're going to have so much more time to spend on that like page that we've been talking about. So right now at the end of the day, if you're not creating these habits, it's 10 o'clock and you're like, I didn't even get three things done and you want me to work on a like page ad? like, So that's probably what you're feeling. So to do that, I love that that piece, and I just wanted to reiterate that because you are going to have so much time. And I also loved when you said, you know, to set one of those incremental goals of I'm going to hit Success Club five this month, and I'm going to do it, and then just do it. Instead of, if you're someone who barely hits Success Club or you hit it sporadically every few months, and then all of a sudden one month, you're like, I'm going for 20. You know, that's when we're like, ah, you know, I'm like, that's, you know, and as a leader, I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm like inside going, you can totally do that, but let's just get you to six by the sixth of the month or something like that, you know, so that we can just do those incremental wins. So that's another huge point. Um, and being accountable to yourself. So this was another thing that everybody would post. They would be like, I won the day, I won the day. But then they would say, well, I sort of won the day. I did four out of the five things. Um, but I got two successful points <laughs> so there's that outcome that Kim was just talking about that we don't want to focus on so that's awesome but that's like a bonus again that's like that overtime stuff and that's going to be the outcome that is that we will celebrate for sure but you didn't do those five things so you didn't technically win the day and oh I know if you could touch upon what happens if they didn't win the day what shouldn't they do Oh,
1: that's, you know, that's a really good point. So,
0: (laughs) and I, most part, I fully,
1: I mean, obviously, Nicole, that's, that's phenomenal. I I fully endorse what she just said on that. I think that that those are, you know, making success club five, one of those kind of non-negotiables for you guys is is a key thing. So hitting on this thing. So if you go at the end of the day and you didn't win the day, right, that's always like, oh my gosh, sometimes life gets away from you. You know, there was a snow day, the kids stayed home, whatever of happening that you guys have had to deal with up there. Um, but you sit down, you have those five minutes, you ask yourself that question, I didn't did I win the day? And the answer is no, I didn't. You know, I may mean, give it my best effort, maybe I got some of the things done, but I didn't get it all done. Here here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. First of all, you're gonna instantly go into kind of like a diagnosis mode, okay? And what I mean by that is you're not gonna bring emotion into it. We're not gonna get into the beat myself up about it, I can't believe I did this again, I can't da da da, da. I'm never gonna be successful, I can't believe so and so can do it and I can't. We're gonna get all that garbage out of our mind. Because that's not productive. What we're going to do is ask ourselves a pretty simple question. We're going to say, "Well, how did it get away? How did my day get away from me?" And we're going to look. And chances are, there's usually patterns. There's usually triggers or things that say, "When I made this decision, boom, it kind of veered me off course for the rest of the day." And then we make a quick plan. Okay, tomorrow, this is how I'm going to win the day tomorrow. And we kind of plan out what the rest of the day looks like. And then we go to bed and we have a clear heart. I mean, clear mind. We have peace in our heart because we're going to win the day the next day, and we wake up the next day, and we don't have any baggage from the previous day, and we're just focused on winning that next day, applying some of that game plan that we put in the night before. Again, the goal is, you guys, is, is to win more days than you lose, all right? So you you, wanna, you you won't win every day, but if you're winning more than you're losing, then, then or I should say more than you're not winning, okay, <laughs> then, then you're going to come out on top and you're going to like the results. The closest thing goes silver bullet I've ever seen in this business in almost 20 years Is purposeful, consistent action. And if you'll have the courage to do that, which is what we just talked about tonight, you're going to see good results that you're going to be happy with.
0: Yeah, huge, huge stuff there. And so think of it kind of as your workout routine, right? If you are doing insanity Max 30 or, you know, P90X and, you know, day 55 something happens and you're not able to get that workout in, that's okay. You're just gonna pick up and do day fifty five the next day. And that's okay. And you know, I've learned and as a coach, that's something that you want to teach your challenges. I I feel like what happens with our challenges, they get so disappointed in themselves, or maybe you have felt this as a coach, that if you miss a day of your workout, you have to start all over again. And then it's like you're doing week one for eight weeks. <laughs> you know, so we don't wanna we don't wanna do that. And we don't want to get into those habits of 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 not winning the day. And Many of you know um, that I am super consistent, and I have been for four and a half years. Many of you have said, "I, I just don't understand how you do it. I cannot believe how consistent you are. And I tell you all the time when you say to me, you know, why, how are you so successful, Nicole?, It's that magic consistency word, but that's all I've ever really been able to say to you. I say, I'm consistent. I'm consistent in the three vital behaviors. I'm consistent in personal development. I'm consistent in my invites, my forms, my follow-ups, my friends. I'm consistent. If nothing else, I am consistent. And uh, so I do those. I just never looked at it this way, but I do those five to eight things, you know, before noon every day. And I have four and a half years. Yeah, not perfection. There's been days that I've missed it for sure, but I've just picked myself up and done it again. So sometimes on the 30th of the month, if I'm sitting at Success Cup 2 or even 1, literally, guys, I don't panic because I've been winning the day for a month. And I'm like, well, it's going to happen because it can't not. You know, I, I've been consistent with these behaviors. So trusting this process and not focusing on the outcome is such a big piece that we that we I, we have to drill in in the call. You have to know that that's going to be the key. And then the last point for me is I loved when you said string together those little wins because here's what's going to happen. What is the biggest thing that you guys on this team come to me and say, Nicole, I need more personal development in building my confidence. Guess what? This is going to build your confidence. For you to have these little wins over and over and over again, that's what's going to build your confidence. You know, I've given you YouTube videos and, you know, Shaleen's doing the Courageous Confidence Club and there's lots of things out there to help you build your confidence. But the only way to build your confidence is to fail, succeed, succeed, fail again, succeed, right? You've got to just do. You've got to keep doing and you've got to have a win, wins, because wins, that's going to build your confidence. And doing these five to eight things is going to build that consistency and you're not going to have to worry about hitting the success club anymore. You're just not going to have to worry about any of it. And if you want, guys, after we get off this call, we can we can have a great conversation on the team page about, okay, what are my five to eight things? Usually people can come up with a couple, but then they might get stuck. So we can certainly have a brainstorm on that. But I think that's all for me. Kim, did you want to add anything else after I was rambling for a bit? No, I
1: I just think it's awesome. And like I said, the challenge is now is to take it and actually do something with it. And if you will, then I then I promise you, you'll see some diff- you'll see a difference. So I appreciate the opportunity to be on here, Cole Nicole. Thank you.
0: Yeah. No. Thank you. And I know many of us look forward to you coming out next Wednesday. Um, and it looks like we're gonna get some snow. <laughs> so don't be surprised.
1: That'll be weird. Happens
0: here every day. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> So we will see you next Wednesday. Thank you so much for your time, and um, good. I will thank answer you guys. any questions on the on the team page. Um, but if I can't answer them, I'll message Kim. So thank you guys. Good night.
1: Sounds good. Bye.